to the NFL. What up, Dynasty Blairs in the house? It's Dynasty War Games, and I am your host, Jesse Schneeman. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host. This week, we're going to talk to Austin Bell first. What's, What's up, going on, fellas? Y'all doing all right today? Doing great, doing great. I see you got your Panthers shirt on. Absolutely. Rough day yesterday, but yeah, I've still got a rocket. It's preseason. On time. And my main man, Chad Bendoza, is with us. How are you doing today, Chad? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, I thought I'd be more excited for preseason. I watched a few snaps and then <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just ready for regular football, man. Yeah, I preseason is rough. I actually went to the Eagles Ravens game last night. It was a great time. Um, only had one tequila. <laughs> Lost my sunglasses, broke my vape, all kinds of fun stuff. But it was it was a good time. It was a really good time. Um, real quick, did notice that um, DeAndre Swift is clearly, clearly the RB one. They had him in for two carries. Um, two 12-yard carries, looked shifty, looked electric, um, tons of burst, and then they just got him out of there. And they had Penny in there. Um, he looked ordinary to bad, uh, missed a pass-blocking assignment. They left him in on third and 10 to pass-block, and he missed it. Um, yeah, it didn't really look good to me. Boston Scott didn't play at all, and I didn't see Gainwell. Trey Sermon got some run. Um, yeah, I would not be surprised if. Penny's going to need to pick his game up because he hasn't shown out in camp, and then he didn't show out in the preseason game. So, you know, on a very small contract, he could get cut. Do they have another inside runner, though? I mean, I don't. None of those guys I can think of besides Penny are going to be positive between the tackles. Yeah, I haven't seen them value that. You know, um, Trey Sermon was probably their biggest back last year, and they didn't use him at all. So I, I haven't seen them value, value that yet. So, okay. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if they – I mean, that would be the only reason in my in my mind that they would keep Penny. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's still three more weeks to go before cut down. So a lot can happen. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that that's, that's really my only takeaway. Um, Nagata and Hazelwood can seem like they both made plays last night. So they both seem like they're, it's a pretty tight competition for that last wide receiver spot. Nice. Uh, so something we talked about last week was DJ Moore. So Chad brought up that this is a perfect time to trade DJ Moore, um, capitalize, right? So uh, I traded him for Jamison Williams and a 24 second. What do you guys think about that? Um, I'll take DJ, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't love it at the moment, just because I think, um, you know, I love Jameson, but his value is so repressed right now. I think he could have gotten a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I mean, I, it just it's gonna obviously just depend on on what happens with Jameson in season, you know, yeah. early on. So. Yeah, I have him pretty high. Yeah, um, me yeah. too. Me too. You know, I, I have Jameson breaking out when he comes back. So um, I feel like I, I may have gotten a bargain there if he if he ends up being like you know close to a wide receiver one or gets to that point in value. It's kind of a steal, but we'll see. It's a big if. Um, the other question is with that second. So that it definitely decreases my ability to compete early on. Should I take that second? And I, I asked this in the chat. Austin thinks that I should trade or I should offer the second for Lockett and a third. I, I feel like I'm going to get turned down for that. What, what do you think, Chad? Um, I think for the right team, uh, somebody would somebody would do that trade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, Lockett's one of those guys that – I mean, he's always been undervalued, but, you know, now with his age, um, what is he, 31, 30? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. So, I mean, you know, that's a, it's a scary number to a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would give it a shot. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Would you do that? I mean, it, it definitely increases my ability to compete. If you, I mean, that. I, I, I don't know if I would do it. Um, I mean, 
I would have to look at the entire team and really like mull that yeah. over. But uh, I'd rather try to give a second for Keenan if you could do that. Keenan Allen. Yeah, a name like that. Is try to find a team that isn't really contending, and maybe they finally will admit they're not contending, mm-hmm. and try to take one of their vet receivers for a second. That's a good idea. That was my next question: is there is there a wide receiver besides Lockett? That's just kind of the one that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Brandon yeah, I mean, in, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, I think either one of those trades would be great. But um, I already have Brandon Cooks on that team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cooks is a guy I'm getting a lot of. I, I really like him. Um, yeah, it's a great spot for him. It is. Yeah, I think he's going to have his best year in quite a while, but very, very short window for him. And if y'all are worried about Tua with the concussions, Brandon Cooks was in the same spot a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But we saw. I mean, you remember how depressed his value was, though. I yeah, I think I got him. Yeah, third. Yeah, I mean, I think the argument against Tua is not that it's going to happen. I think the argument about Tua is that it could happen, right? Sure. So it's not. It's not about you know every scenario that's like Tua playing out that way it's just about you know there being a possibility of somebody you've invested you know two plus first and you know could just not be worth anything <laughs> well luckily royce gracie and i taught him some ju- jujitsu so it'll be fine nice. did you know that i was his coach personal coach well now i'm getting rid of all of my shares so <laughs> i have one so i need to move it real quick yeah Thanks for the insider information. Yeah, we pause recording so I can uh, try to make a trade, please. Speaking of trades, Chad and I made a trade. So I, I this is a I ran .75 premium. Chad got Olave and Russ. I got Pitts and a twenty-six second because that's all Chad had, but. Um, you know, I'm okay with future picks. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty patient where I can sit and let them gain value, and I don't I, that doesn't bother me. But uh, what do you think about that, Austin? Um, you're saying Russ, like Russ Wilson? Yeah. Russ? <clears throat> uh, I'll take the Alave side, and I'm a huge Pitts guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting a starting quarterback for whatever level he is, well, I guess we'll find that out. But uh, it is a it is a .75 premium as well. Yeah. Um, so, Which I mean, I, I love Pitts. I like I said, that. It's, I mean, he's my tight end one, but um, it Alave's just as good of a piece on a rebuild team. So, and obviously as a contender as well, you're hoping for wide receiver one numbers, and then getting a quarterback with it. You know, I think Alave and Pitts are very similar in value. If you're looking at a startup, I would say both go in the third, if not late second. So the reason I have Pitts as more valuable than Alave in that format is that he's way easier to replace. Like the position is way easier. Like yeah. it's way easier for me to find a wide receiver one than it is for me to find a top five tight end. Agreed. That's that's the reason I did it. That's the reason I have. Um, I have like I have Pitts probably ten points of like DTC Dynasty Trade Calculator later value higher. I mean, that's a late first, then, is how you're saying that. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't actually give a late first. I mean, a late first is right, 12 points. Yeah, in a .5, I still have uh, Pitts valued over Olave. In a .75, I definitely have Pitts valued over Olave. Just because uh, the – let's just assume both of them do work out and become – you know, high end tight ends, high end uh, wide receivers at, at their position, um, which I, I think they both will do. Uh, and a 0.75 premium pitch just worth so much more. Like it, the position is just so lackluster. Uh, and y- I mean, in this league, you can't find a tight end. Like nobody's trading a tight end for anything less than like two first, a high end tight end. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that puts context in the league too. So. I'm thinking of it as in a startup value. To me, they're within five picks of each other in that yeah. format. So yeah. the gap between Russell Wilson and a 26 second is not the difference that I'm I don't think they are in a .75 premium. You're you're saying you think? I mean, I I'm in one right now in a startup, and they went uh, a lot. They went two twelve, and Pitts went three two. That's the, by far the highest I've seen a lot. They go. Agreed. That was a little high, but it was a wide receiver heavy start. He was wide receiver yeah. nine off the board. Pitts tight end one off the board at three two. Yeah, but I mean, 
and that's yeah, and, and a point of course. And a point seven and a point seven five premium Pitts is usually going in like the early second. Yeah. That's that's usually where he's going, and that's with that that's with the question marks. If he performs, like he's going in the first round, no doubt. Like it's it's a, he's a lock first first round pick in, in a startup. Um, Alave it would take a lot for him to get there, uh, just because you know wide receivers. You know, yeah. Ceedee Lamb's not going in there, and Ceedee Lamb is, I think, probably, uh, I think a good a good ceiling as far as yeah. production goes for for him right now. I think wide receiver eight, seven, eight, nine around that range. Um, and I, I love Alave. I just, I just don't see him ever get into that Justin Jefferson chase. Agree. That's hard to, that's hard to predict for anybody though. Yeah. To be honest, you I mean you can't make trades based off of that prediction either. Because yeah. It's so rare. Yep. And I don't want to act like I'm hating Pitts. I love him. I mean, I'm a huge fan. He's one of my top rostered players in all my dynasty leagues. It just the value difference between the other assets in the trade is more where I was having an issue with. Yeah, I hear you. It's and I think I think some other people in um in uh the Patreon chat shared those sentiments as well. I I like the Alave side. That's why I took the Alave side. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think I think there's there's about a I don't know I, about a late first uh, difference in in the price there uh, with just the difficulty to get the position and the format in that league. So which I thought it was, was I thought it was pretty fair. Which is what I was looking to get for Russ. Actually, I had four quarterbacks, wanted to trade one. Um. So. It, so, speaking to the DWZ chat and this, someone said, I, I don't want to call a person out. I know who it was, but someone said, "Well, I'll wait for Pitts to hit, and then I'll pay up for him." Well, then it's too late. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the way I see it. Like. Yeah, it is definitely an if Pitts hits. It's not a definite, but I think the chances are pretty damn high. If you look at the advanced metrics last year, um, targets per route run, um, yards per target, yards per catch, they're all, they're all I think, top three at the tight end position, maybe top two. So uh, I'm really, really high on Pitts. I think just competent average quarterback play that you can get out of Ritter is going to unlock him. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get competent quarterback play out of Ritter. I think that's the biggest question mark for Pitts in general. Um, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think you're waiting another year before you hope to see what Pitts can do. Hmm. Um, I mean, even last year with Mariota, the analytics for Pitts were elite. I mean, it was like second highest uh, yards per route run, um, but he had the worst com- uh, catch percentage, uh, pass, excuse me, pass catch percentage. I mean, nothing was catchable. It, Pitts isn't the issue. We all know that. But the offense is super run heavy. Um, that They now added an elite running back with it. And, I mean, let's be honest, they have a bottom five quarterback room in the league. But you just you just hit on what what I believe is, is the key, right? And that's that Mariota was so bad and is so bad. I just watched it last night. He started the game for the Eagles. He overthrows everyone. He's terrible. If he's not running, he's just – one of the least accurate quarterbacks I've seen. So, you know, Ritter just being basic, you know, slightly below average. I mean, Pitts should excel in that in that situation is what I'm saying. You know, it's kind of like Garrett Wilson last year. All he needed was an average quarterback, right? He gets an elite upgrade at quarterback. All, all I wanted was like a Derek Carr level, and it would take Garrett Wilson up to like, you know, six, seven. Yeah, I, I have no faith in Ritter. Um, just watching what I've seen at, in the offense, offense should be good for him because he can play mm-hmm. his natural way, being yeah. run run oriented. I just I have no faith in that offense as much as I want to with London and Pitts. Love them both. Um, they just scare the bejesus out of me, to be honest. For this year, right on. I I I just don't think I don't think Ritter's. Uh that bad i mean i think i think there's there's a chance he's a competent quarterback um yeah. and when i say competent i mean you know kind of league average uh maybe a little bit below league average quarterback this year and with what's around him i mean i think that could work like uh you know you have Bijan, london uh pitts the o-line's not not bad um and they've bolstered it a little bit 
It's actually uh, a really good O line. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's above league average. I agree with yeah. that. So, uh, uh, man, I, I just I think even if he's even if he's league average or a little bit below league average, that offense could work. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll it'll rely on Ritter. I mean, let's be honest. It'll it's all going to be on him if he can be close to a league average quarterback. Then yes, that offense should be a problem. And if they're smart, you know he'll he'll be running a lot of play action and a lot of designed reads, um, just playing with half the field, cutting down uh, his decision making. And if they're smart, they'll do that and make things a lot easier for him. Um, that's what they did with Hertz his first year, and it was a lot. It, it led to a lot of success. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, I have some good news. We're going on a cruise. Ooh. Fun. On a cruise in the South Pacific, right? But now I have some bad news. It was a really bad storm. Ship sank, capsized, but luckily there was an island nearby. But it's a deserted island, and now we're stuck there. So we're going to play a little game with it. We're going to figure out, um, and, and this was a cruise of NFL rookies this year, skill position, and last year. So this is the last two draft classes. We're on the boat partying, capsizes. B. John Robinson is such an athlete that he swam to Hawaii. So he's not with us. He's not part of our game today. What I want to know from you gentlemen is which running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback from the last two draft classes do you want to be stranded with on that deserted island? Firstly, I just want to start off with, um, you know, fantastic intro to the game. But when you messaged us and you said that, you know, you were going to figure out something that happened to Bijan and why he couldn't be a a part of the game. I was like, I was like, hopefully he's not going to go with like the very morbid, like he didn't make it off. No. So good save. Good save. (laughs) I'm not not killing Bijan off. No, no, no. Actually, I could just talk about Atlanta's offense. You know, that would have been right on. Worst time impossible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, yeah, let's, right. Let's get it going. Sure, sure. All right. Um, Austin, what position you want to start with? Um, my favorite, tight end. All right. What tight end from the last two draft classes are you bringing with you? Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. Not I mean, I think really that's close. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, I think every position's obvious, but we'll go through this game and see. I do not. Chad, what what tight end? Do you have Kincaid as well? Uh, yes, yeah, I have Kincaid as well. All right. I have Dulcich. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, I can yeah. see it. Tight yeah. end two on Denver. Tight end two on Denver. What? Who's tight end one? Troutman. Yeah, he's on the depth chart. Oh God. Yeah, we'll yep. see. He's in depth charts. <laughs> and and Sean Payton loves to to do stupid shit to motivate his guys, right? So um, yeah. I mean, I know he traded for Troutman, but he, he's just not the talent of Dulcich, in my opinion. Well, he also he also drafted Troutman, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. That's why he traded for him. I but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to not just talk Dalton Kincaid. But I wanted to talk another guy as well. But let's talk Dalton Kincaid a little bit. Why is he better than every? I mean, there's a lot of tight ends that we could have picked: Laporta, Mayer, uh, McBride, uh, Chig. Why is he is Kincaid number one shoemaker, uh, Musgrave, Austin? Uh, pretty easy. Everyone you just named doesn't have first round draft capital, okay, and doesn't have a top three NFL quarterback attached to him. Very strong. That's the the simplest way to put it. I mean, I could keep going in with elite route running, excellent hands. Twenty four would be a negative in looking at the youth aspect for Dynasty. But at the same time, we don't have to get him to mature. He's ready to go. Um, so for production aspect, we hope that that gives him less rock and roll year one. And, I mean, if you can see 50 to 60 catches for 800 yards and five to eight touchdowns, that's a great rookie season for me. And I think a lot of people will actually be disappointed in that. It, is a, great me, rookie, that's awesome. it is a great rookie season, nowhere near Pitts' rookie season, but it's a great Correct. Season. Well, that just shows how generational he is, but yes. that's a different discussion. Mm-hmm. Chad, anything to add to that or anything you disagree with? Um, so I guess what I would say is for me, uh, just as a, as a pass catcher, as a pure pass catcher, 
I think he's the best in his class. He's better than any other wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's he he rivals the the wide receivers of of uh, last year's class for me. Um, I think he's right up there with with Chris Olave and Jamison Williams. Um, wow. In the kind of top of the second tier there with those guys. Um, Talent-wise, not style-wise, right? Talent-wise, yeah, talent-wise. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all, all those guys have different talents, right? Like London, yeah. Burks, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, Olave. They all have different talents. But uh, just as a pure pass-catching talent, I think I think he's up there with them. I mean, his hands are absolutely incredible. He runs Very routes. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he runs routes uh, better than any tight end that's been, you know, Drafted in a, in a in a very very long time. I th- I think he's going to be really really good. Better than um, Pitts. I think so. I think Pitts is just an athletic freak. Uh, Pitts does a lot of things really 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 well. Um, I just I think Dalton Kincaid is like a pure wide receiver. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it's even hard to call him a tight end. I think he's he's pretty much going to be a wide receiver. Um, Agreed. Yeah, a lot of people have been calling him like a big slot. Yeah. But I think he's going to be more than that. Uh, he's going to move around the formation. I, I don't see – he's got the size to play X. If he can get off press, he can do it. Probably not every play, um, especially like if they're playing a team um, that plays soft coverage, I would definitely expect to see him outside. Yeah, so He's a problem. Um, I think he's in the same realm as Pitts for a dynasty tight end uh, prospect-wise. The difference was with Pitts is he was 20 years old. And I tell you, he's everybody be... loves the athletic part of it. So that that was the, that's the tier difference. But otherwise, I mean, I love Kincaid. He's an absolute beast. Been my guy this whole rookie draft. He's he's the guy for me. He's going to be a problem in five years when they want to pay him like a tight end, and he's been producing like wide receiver for years. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there there's going to be some uh, some CBA mix up before then though with uh you know, just the positional value and how things have been going. Yeah. It, Very good point. Hot button issue. All right, right on. Dalton Kincaid. My only my only argument for Dulcich would be, and I, I just wanted to talk about uh, talk another name. Like, the reason I would I would say Dulcich is because he's already done it for a year. You know, we've seen him make plays. He hasn't. He didn't really put up huge numbers, but he definitely flashed in a big way and. Um, you know, if we're expecting the offense to take a step forward with Sean Payton and, you know, his depth chart shenanigans aside, um, I think Dulcich probably has a little more certainty, but nowhere near the ceiling. Is that fair? Yeah. I'm, uh, I like Dulcich a lot. He was my tight end last year, um, but it's not nearly for prospect wise and dynasty value wise. I don't think they're on the same tier. Um, but I do think Dulcich is can be really good, especially in that offense. I'm not I'm not really that big on Dulcich, so um, much lower on him than I think a lot of people are. Who would be uh, your second on this list, Chad? Um, that's tough. I think there's a number of guys that are kind of right there for me. Um, but I, I really still like Trey McBride. Um, right. On. So I think I think he's going to be a really good. Um, all around tight end who's, who's really dependable. Um, and in that offense, I mean, they don't really have many options. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and especially at his cost right now, I know we're not, we're kind of leaving cost out of this a little bit, but you know, for what you can get him for right now, I think he's, he's a pretty, pretty nice option to have. Mm-hmm. I'm still treating him like he's a second mid to high second. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what quarterback are you bringing with you, Chad? Uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. All right. Yep. Austin, Bryce Young? No, Anthony Richardson. Oh, okay. I know. Wow, that's surprising. I know. That's really surprising. So are you telling me as a Panthers fan, were you disappointed when they took Bryce Young over Anthony Richardson? We're not talking about real football, are we? No. Talking about for fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Give me the guy that has the 1,000-yard rushing uh, honestly, I'm not gonna say floor because that's unrealistic, but ceiling. <laughs> I mean, the, it's yeah. A, I mean, he couldn't do it in college, so it's definitely not his floor. Yeah, you of know. course. Well, <laughs> less games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I just think the ceilings, uh, QB one, one hundred one overall type of thing, and I don't see that with Bryce. Love Bryce as a QB two. Give me Bryce over a rich all day. But uh, if I'm gonna pick one to give me 
the highest upside and I get one opportunity, I'm taking a rich. Right on. Yeah. That's who I have as well as Anthony Richardson. I just, just the ceiling is so high. Brees's floor, I feel is much higher. Um, but you know, Anthony Richardson has a really nice floor as well with the, with the rushing. Um, I just career wise, I could see Brees or I'm sorry. Uh, Bright. <laughs> Gives you a little hint on who I got at running back. <laughs> I'm looking at my list, but I think Bryce has a much better chance to be just a, a good NFL quarterback and just to be around forever. You know, where Anthony Richardson could certainly flash and um, burn out. He could be yeah, flash. Absolutely. Um, what do you think, Chad? Like, why? Why did you take? It's just because you're in love with Bryce Young. Is no, because I think Bryce Young's the best player. Okay. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Anthony Richardson's an athletic freak, but I mean, the production doesn't lie. Like, yeah, you can say the games, but he, I mean, what he only averaged like 50 yards rushing this past year. Mm-hmm. It was, it might have been just over 50. Um, I don't remember, but I could have a lot. He's, of- I mean, yeah, it it can definitely, but you just have to see it. You know, with these athletic guys who have been inconsistent, I think Anthony Richardson is a fantastic uh processor and i think he's going to be um you know i think he's going to be a good quarterback option i just want to see if he's going to reach that you know elite level that his athleticism will let him reach if he's Mm -hmm. if he's able to get the game down um so yeah i think bryce young is just ready-made uh high-end elite quarterback uh material and And the height doesn't bother you no the height doesn't bother me uh i i just i i i don't remember ever seeing a guy with that kind of that level of anticipation uh, and and talking about both with his receivers downfield and also in the pocket, I mean he looks like he has just eyes everywhere. I, I, I literally don't understand it. It seems like a like a magic trick. Breeze, yeah. I felt right. like Breeze was that way. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's bro, absolutely insane. Even yesterday is, I mean, I unfortunately watched all four quarters of that game, um, and he's just it looked so easy for him. I mean, he got rocked. He got hit hard twice and got hit four times, I think, on five dropbacks mm-hmm. and didn't look flustered. I mean, yeah. just it, it didn't matter to him. He didn't get quick feet. He didn't throw the ball early. He overthrew the guy on third down, but at the same time, he made it where either the receiver caught it or nobody. I mean, it, did you it see easy? Did you see his body language on that first drop back and how yep. casual he looked? It, yes. I've never seen a rookie drop back on their first drop back and look like that. Like he looked like he'd been in the NFL for 15 years. And uh, the third down play after he just got rocked on second down, um, he read through – it was just like his fourth or fifth read to make the throw to Thielen. Wow. I mean, it, it was – it is effortless for him. And I think as an NFL quarterback, yes, I'll take Bryce all day every day and it's not really close. But he makes for, it look effortless. It's not. Yes, correct. Um, for fantasy, it's it's different for me because I get one point every 10 yards when the guy runs and that where it's one point every 25 yards when the guy passes. So that's the biggest difference for me is just the floor for a rich compared to Bryce for fantasy. Yeah, if we can get a Hertz level player out of Anthony Richardson, then, you know, sky's well, sky. I'm hoping for a Fields level last year. I mean, if I could see that in the first two years, I'm thrilled. It's it's so funny, like, because I, I hear a lot of people, I think a lot of people agree with you, Austin. But for me, it's the opposite. Like, I think for the floor, I'm that's why I like Bryce. I think his floor is just much higher than everybody else's. It's the ceiling that I think, if I miss out on Anthony Richardson, but Bryce is what he is, I'm fine with that, right? Like, I can go get him somewhere. Um, but Anthony Richardson, to me, his ceiling is a lot higher than everybody else's. I just... I just still have question marks and if he's going to be able to reach that ceiling, um, which was, you know, yeah, you, you might say production early on as far as with the rushing production, everything that floor just on what you're going to get year one, year two. But for me, that's not really a floor if he doesn't play year three or year four, you know, um, yeah, but you can do like you do with fields this offseason and sell them and go get Bryce plus. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's what the assumption that you make it on time, right? Like that you, you give up your belief early on. That's a. That's a tough thing yeah. to do. I mean, there's there's a there's a, 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 a kind of a steep drop off on guys whenever they're um, just not playing well. You know, we we can say any quarterback we can go and get some value back. You know, Dwayne Haskins after he struggled that first year, I did sell him off a lot of places. But some people would say, you know, that was way too early. You know, he could have 
turned and worked out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see both sides. I definitely see both sides. Me too. And I've done both in my, like, I had a lot of 102s this year, and I went both ways. I did, yeah. just like you said, Chad, where I agree the floor for my dynasty roster, Bryce is the right thing. But on the leagues where I didn't have, like, two studs or I didn't have a Mahomes or an Allen, I want Richardson because the ceiling is there. And I know he's going to get some kind of fantasy floor. The floor is yeah. different with Bryce. Is he's he's going to produce. He's he's going to be a top twenty-five quarterback at the minimum. Every for the, it'll probably at least the next five to seven years, barring injury. Whereas Anthony Richardson could have two fantasy-wise top fifteen years and then never be in the league again for production. Yeah. So I agree with you completely. Just a little bit different on the final outcome. Yeah, and I think yeah, like you said, diversification is is super important with all these guys in, in the quarterback position. You know, period. Agreed. Right on. So honorable, honorable mentions: Stroud and Pickett. They don't. They're not really close. Either one of them, right? Mm, no. Pickett's a little intriguing at cost, but not yeah. in the discussion yeah. we're having. So I was gonna say, like everybody's hating on Pickett this year. I kind of like him for for what he costs to get right now. And. Just preseason, but he looked good yesterday. Processed much quicker. Looked well in the po- looked good in the pocket. Um, I was, or excuse me, not two two days ago. Um, I was a little impressed with what I saw, and uh, finished the season strong too. Matt Canada has vowed to make it, you know, not an ultra horizontal passing attack like it's been the last few years. He's he's vowed to go down downfield a little bit more. It'd be great. Maybe utilize the talent he's got at wide receiver. It'd be wonderful. Say, um, Stroud, a lot of hate going Stroud's way, but doesn't he have the chance? Of, he's a super accurate player, um, passer, and really good processor as well. I mean, I, I, I guess that's hard to say with Ohio State, but I, I guess that the reports are, you know, that he's picking it up well. What do we think? Does he have the ceiling of Bryce Young? Not, I mean, not in my opinion, but you know, uh, we've gone through this all, you know, off season. I, yeah. I just think Stroud's a step below, but uh, I think there there's an abundance of overreaction from this, you know, four snaps that he took. Uh, I mean, how about, Stroud, how about Stroud versus Pickett? Yeah, I mean, definitely Stroud, but I mean, they don't they don't cost the same to get right now, you know. I mean, they're in, right, right. Yeah, it's a high first uh, as opposed to a late first. Yeah. So. What if we had done the last three draft classes? Where does Trevor stack up to these guys? Oh, at the top. Yeah, at I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's got to be at the top. I mean, I mean yeah. Trevor, as, let's um, say, we've just seen it. Well, let's say Trevor as a prospect before he had success. Oh, him and Bryce aren't far apart for me. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Okay. Because we're not talking uh, – there's a big difference between prospect and – fantasy producing quarterback right um yeah so prospect wise i think bryce is really as close as to t law as i mean not not that you can get but closest we've seen in a while um so again i I think i heard chad say this the uh if he was four or six inches taller he'd be spoken like t law in terms of prospect and i couldn't agree more he does everything else so well but yeah, I mean, as a prospect, T Law still first, but I think Bryce is a very close second. Cool. All right, let's do running back because I want to. I want to save wide receiver because I want to kind of spend the rest of the time once we get to it on wide receiver because there's so many and they're so different from each other. Who you got, Austin, at running back? Uh, Brees. Brees. I think it. I don't know. I mean, being we can't pick Bijan, I don't think there's another name that you could really argue. Yeah, there is. Um, and I'm going to. <laughs> Chad, who you got? Yeah, Brees as well. Okay. I'm going KW, right? Um, a lot of people say that he was uh, too much of a home run, you know, home run or bust player last year. It's true. Early in the year, early to middle of the season, he ran into his line a lot. Wasn't really seeing it. Um, you know, quite as well as I had hoped. But I think uh, 
either film or coaching worked and settled in. If you watch his last four or five games, the style is different. The vision is there. Um, he's taking what he's given. He's not trying to turn everything into a home run yet. He still hit a couple home run plays, even though he wasn't trying to hit everyone like that. Um, if, all right, with the Brees Hall injury, if Charbonnet's not there, Brees versus KW. It's a lot of ifs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you're trying to make your point off of ifs. I like those. Well, I'm just trying to say like talent, right? In a in a talent vacuum. I think I think talent I think talent wise, like they're just different players. I think if you're saying overall, it's still Brees, but as a rusher, probably Kenneth Walker. So, uh, but I mean, does that really matter? Like because Brees is just so much better of a passing back than Kenneth Walker is. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, Brees definitely overall, but yeah, as a pure rusher, I think Kenneth Walker is probably the best we've seen in the last two classes. Okay, cool. I mean, other than Bijan, obviously, he's he's on he's in Hawaii somewhere. Yeah, exactly. He's putting out. He's he's helping them put out those fires. So, yeah, I, I only said Kenneth Walker. I'm not really making the case. I have Brees first, <laughs> but I just wanted to compare the two. Um, I mean, I think you- I think Gibbs does belongs in the same conversation if you're going to talk about Kenneth Walker. For me, Gibbs is second, second? over Walker. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going that far. I'm not even close. Oh, I, I think see, Gibbs is elite. I need to see Gibbs's usage and effectiveness. I need to know that as a runner, he's not James Cook. You know, like, I understand he's got better contact balance than James Cook, as I've always said. Um, yeah, it, a stiff wind will blow James Cook over. Can we stop shitting on James Cook all the time? He's, yeah, I was about like, to say, I think he's a, a great piece for this year, especially. I think James Cook's going to be all right this year. Yeah, I actually <laughs> like him a lot. I didn't like him last year at cost, um, but this year I, I've actually bought in multiple places. I mean, I have a couple of shares because he got super cheap, like late second where he always should have been. He was never should have been a first round dynasty there absolutely we'll see i mean we'll see it's still yet to be seen okay okay just don't blow at him just don't we'll see we'll see just so no defender jumps out and goes boo he'll be fine (laughs) he won't fall over he's like he's like one of those fainting goats are you talking about gibbs or cook because he's somebody i I know but it it should be gibbs Gibbs has better contact balance. He is slight, though. And I I want to know, like, obviously they're going to use him in the passing game and he is elite there. But is he going to get enough? Um, you know, he's a PPR only player, right? If you're in a standard or half PPR league, are you really, is is Jameer Gibbs even like a in our high-end RB2? Is he going to get enough yardage and touchdowns? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, without I the cheater catch point, does does that is is he? I don't know. Almost every league I play in is full PPR, so it's hard for me to. Think yeah, that's that. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I, I don't really think of leagues like that to be honest, because okay. I just wanted to make that distinction because a lot of people do play in standard or half PPR leagues and. Gibbs doesn't have nearly, um, and Cook as well, um, have nearly the, the value that they that they wouldn't have full PPR. Yeah, but I mean that's the case for a lot of our running backs. I mean, mm-hmm. Eckler would not be in the same discussion without that. I mean, the Absolutely. touchdowns are there, but the yardage is. I just wanted to make that point for our listeners. Yeah. I, I I just want to make sure that we're making distinctions between um, formats and and what players mean in those formats. Any other running backs that are that, that are close? No. Not really, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, I feel like the last two years it's been hard to find the, the RB3. Everybody everybody has a different player. Yeah. For me this year, the RB3 was Roshan Johnson. Hmm. Truth be told. Um, once the draft was over and I saw landing spots – He's got the clearest path 
to touches and the best talent out of all of the players that got a clear path path to touches. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have an argument because there, I agree. After the top two, it was just so many different options. Yeah, it was a mess. Yes, which is what makes Dynasty so fun. It allows you to get your, you know, RB3 at the 301. Yeah, after RB2 for me, it was just get a little bit of everybody. I mean, yeah. you know, wherever they fell to me and I felt comfortable taking them, that's who I took. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's – I mean, like, I technically had it ranked that way. It's not like I was going out of my way to get Rochelle. Yeah, no, I hear you. When, when he's fallen to me in the third round, though, I'm freaking ecstatic. Yeah, but that's how I felt, like. Yeah, most of these guys. That's why I didn't. There's only, you know, there's one league I had Kenneth Walker. I moved up to get Charbonnet. Otherwise, I don't really, I didn't care. I'll take Tank Bigsby at the 302 or 304. At some point, we have to talk about your love for getting backups. Okay. We don't have to do it right now because we have a lot to do, but at some point we have got to discuss this. (laughs) Ryan Ford just yelled at me about that too, that I should be handcuffing other people's backs. Yes. Well, how does that help me when my back gets hurt? I mean, mean, injuries happen. I'm not saying go three, four deep on your handcuffs, but have your main backup. A lot of times we don't know the main backup. I mean, I I think in Seattle we do. We hope so. It's not See, I don't, I don't, I don't have any rules as far as like backups go. I just get the ones that I think could possibly play. Uh, you yeah. know, if there's an if there's an injury prone starter somewhere in the league, I'll get his backup. But I mean, there's no like get mine, get yours, get his. You know, like I think it's just about getting the ones you think are most probable to play. That's a way better. I agree with that totally. Uh, I notice Jesse is always gets his backup. Always, <laughs> and, always, and I. Always. I I have an issue with that because you're just taking a roster spot. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a that's that's for the people that are like, uh, you know, the worst thing is always going to happen to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, I think everybody feels that way. Everybody goes in the season like, oh, my guy's always going to get hurt. You know, it's just yeah. going to happen. So it well, makes it makes you feel good having the guy on your roster. I guess if you play fantasy football long enough. <laughs> you've got some you've got some uh some scars yeah exactly <laughs> you're gonna have some trauma uh although i've been on the other side of that too um you guys do you guys remember when edge was so amazing you know edgar and james oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well there was a year where um i think it was an ankle might have been a knee but they were like, oh, he's done, he's done, he's done. And then two, ladies, two days later, they're like, oh, never mind, he's going to play. And in that time, I made a trade for him. I traded like uh, Lamar, whoever the running back was for Miami. Lamar Miller, don't be hating on him. Yes, sir, Lamar <laughs> Miller for uh, Edgar and James. So, yeah, injury panic is real. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never understand the people who go and get like these high, high, high end players backups. Like, I like, what do I need Patrick Mahomes backup for? Like, if Patrick Mahomes goes down, then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm screwed. And, but if, you know, well, I'm not planning for screwed, right? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my season's then, over. Like, it's done. If you have Saquon, isn't it prudent to have Eric Gray? Yeah, because he's a very injury prone player. Yeah. Right? And so I mean, and running back, running back is 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 you know just that way. But those are very particular cases. Like, but I'm not I'm not going out and paying for Eric Gray if Saquon right. had, had never gets injured, right? So I'm not advocating paying you know you know market value. <laughs> I try to get I try to get them you know below value where I can. I just I'm always on the lookout yeah. for my players' backups. You know, discount some. Yeah, I mean, like for a guy like Dak, right? Like, if I if I think my team could still compete if Dak goes down, which he often does, then yeah, you know, I'll go and grab his 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 backup if I think it's a competent player. But I mean, most of the times, if you have a high end premium asset, right, and your player goes your player goes down, if you have the backup, it's not it's making a negligible difference. I mean, they're not going to produce the way your high end player is going to produce, um, and the rest of your roster is going to have to outperform to keep up with where you thought your projection was going to be so i mean it's i just i just don't see the p i I don't understand the people going out and paying like seconds for you know 
thirds for backups of high-end players. Never understood it. Agreed. So, obviously, I have a lot of Tua. Tua Lipa is my son. So, Austin, I didn't know if you knew that. That's his name on the show. Uh, I'm not, I, I've I keep learned getting, a lot about Tua. <laughs> I keep getting these Mike, Mike White offers. I'm not giving you a second or a third for Mike White. Leave me alone. Yeah. I have a third quarterback. That's who I'm going to – I'm going to play Stafford. You know what I mean? I'm over over oh, Mike. So you're playing another injured quarterback. Yeah, well. You <laughs> might need to get Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right, let's move on to wide receiver. I think we're at Chad. Chad, who's your wide receiver? That you're yeah. My wide receiver? Um, I'll mix it up a little bit. I'll go, uh, I'll go Chris Olave. I knew you were going to say Olave. <laughs> right on. And Austin – Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I figured, yeah, Garrett Wilson. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go JSN just so we can have a conversation. All right. I, I, I love Garrett Wilson. I love, 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 love Garrett Wilson. That guy. And, and just to hear him speak after watching Hard Knocks, you know, he's he seems like an intelligent young man that's just going to keep getting better. That's one of the things I love about him. Plus his electricity um, does not have the speed, pure speed of Olave, but I think he's got a little bit more um, yak ability, and he's 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 more of a seven eleven open all the time kind of player than Olave. Um, just, just different styles, but both really smooth. Chad, why did you pick Olave? Um, they're I mean they're pretty close for me to be honest. I think Wilson's in the better situation, um, but I think Olave is potentially in a in a more consistent situation. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, could just be that I, I think the Jets are the Jets. But uh, <laughs> you know, also, I'm I'm a Giants fan for you know those first time listeners who don't know. I just I just have no belief in the Jets uh, overall, and I think that's uh, it's maybe painting this a little bit. But you know, also, I, I mean, I, I just think Olave Olave's. I think they're very similar, um, you know, talent level. I, I think you know, not many people would say that, but you know, I've I've just always believed in Chris Olave. Um, I do. You did do that. I remember that. I, yeah. I got to give it to you You've been consistent, but at least you admitted why you were wrong on this um, because you don't <laughs> like the jets. So that's, I can live with that now. Um, but yeah, I, the, I don't see a argument for Alave over Wilson other than you don't like the jets or don't trust the jets, which I did hear a lot of that even last year in the draft after he went to the jets. Um, oh, I can't take Wilson that high. The jets never have somebody that produces. And now look on the show. We have, the first running back and the first receiver on the Jets. So, I mean, well, production production really wasn't that far apart between the two uh, last season. It really wasn't. They were very right. close to yep. each other. They're, They're both very high. close in Dynasty, too, in my opinion. I do want to say that. They're almost neck and neck for me in Dynasty. Same. They both got upgrades in quarterback. Yeah, I just – so, like, I'm, I'm obviously very excited about Garrett Wilson this season. I'm just – not very excited about Garrett Wilson post Rogers because the Jets are the Jets. Yeah. So, it's very you know. fair. In three, <laughs> three years, you know, I think this year and next year, Aaron Rodgers will, will be there. He's said it without saying it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Next we'll see. year, I mean, the year after next year, all bets are off. I think it'll be 40. That's, yeah. Uh, that, that's trouble. Yeah. Well, what interesting. Brady. Brady, you know, Brady had or has probably the strictest diet and workout regimen, you know, of, of any NFL player. And, you know, he, he hit a wall. Yeah. Obvious his last year that he couldn't play anymore. Yeah. I mean, do we think Carr is going to give him more than two years? I mean, it's not guaranteed by any means. And, I mean, the Saints cap situation is going to get them sometime. It, it, they're not going to be. But able to I, I just, I have more faith in the Saints being a, a a worse team and able to get in a position to get a quarterback in the draft, rather than you yeah. know the Jets being really good and then all of a sudden losing Rodgers. That's true, and then having to go the free yeah. agent again. Yep. I mean, I think as good as their roster is, I think they can attract a free agent though. Sure. I don't think that should be that hard because that's a yeah. very good team. I mean, that, honestly, they're a really good roster. But Wentz that's when you're looking at your cars, though, right? Like, I mean, or Wentz. Yeah. Wentz is a free agent yeah. every year. No, 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 not Wentz. We're looking at like cousins. 
like Cousins would be the ideal person. He, he's also. Um, yeah. yeah, he's up there in age too. Correct. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's just gonna have to be like if they can get the right guy. It's just a lot of question marks on on both sides. I just I have faith in the Saints being bad enough to get <laughs> a quarterback in the next couple of years. Um, and I think Olave is just a really good player that's going to perform with with the guy that's there right now too. So, see, as a Panthers fan, the Saints never want to be bad since they were bad for so long. I feel like they do everything they can every offseason to make sure they're at least around 500. Mediocre, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I understand. As a Panthers fan, we've sucked for, what, seven years straight now? So I would take mediocre. Um, but I feel like the Saints do everything they can every single offseason to make sure they at least are going to win eight or nine games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting discussion it for is. sure. It's, it's a good one. That's the – a close one i think he was definitely the best competitor for wilson in these last two draft classes both of them have said that jsn is better than either one of them yeah do you believe that yeah i mean i watched the tape i don't have an argument i have wilson ahead of jsn and prospect value but they're very close that's a a much much different player you know great hands always going to be open a little bigger than both of those guys um essentially uh, played out of the slot doesn't mean he can't play outside, but played out of the slot in college. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a I lot of it's going to be how he does against press, right? If he can beat press coverage, then he can be moved around the formation and played anywhere, and that makes him way more valuable. It, I, I, if you can't beat press coverage, then you can't be an alpha, right? Where Garrett Wilson and Olave already shown alpha traits. So it's, it's, I would say, Seattle fans probably know this a lot better than we do because we're not, you know, we're not tuned into their practices. Once we see them on the field, though, we'll get much better. I think I think this class is going to be very similar to the last class, where we're really not going to know who's going to um, who's going to step up until they take the take the field. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, all of these guys have very particular talents um, and very particular deficiencies, uh, and it's just going to be about situation. Um, you know, what quarterback is performing when and you know, who's able to really um, just show their particular talents in that offense that they're in. You know, I I could see a world where Zay Flowers is the best wide receiver after the year. Jordan Addison's the best wide receiver after the year. Um, Quentin Johnson, I mean, yeah, it could happen, you know. Um, So, yeah, I mean. There is a less than zero or greater than zero percent chance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not big on Quentin Johnson, but he is he is probably in the best situation out of out of all of them. So that's that's something. Absolutely, that's true. Two, two that's injury true. prone receivers in front of him too. Yep, yep. So I mean, that's what I'm saying is is there's a case to be made for all these guys. Just like you know, last year there was a case to be made for all those guys. You know, if Jamison William Williams didn't get suspended again and you know was able to come into uh the year and show his talent at the end of last season, then, I mean, his value could be up there where, where Chris Olave and, and, and those guys are right now. So he could end up being better than any of these guys. Yeah, he different. I mean, I think talent wise, he's probably the best out of the last two classes. Hmm. Um, that's, that's not what Ohio state re- receiver room said though. Yeah. But he didn't make the roster basically, but that's what Bama said when they featured him. Yeah. You no, know? yeah, well, they didn't have any other receivers. We saw that last year. Okay. But he balled the, he balled out. Well, oh, I'm not I mean, saying he's not fast. That's, I mean, that's all they did. They ran crosses, posts, and goes. No, no, stop that, Austin. Stop, stop. That's completely I, I false. Say I know Chad loves Jameson. I had to say it. <laughs> I was kidding there. I was kidding. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, uh, was, Austin. Just let me go. Go call me. Mike. Go call Mike. <laughs> No, I'm just messing with you, man. Uh, no, I mean, I, I get it. Like, a lot of people had the same question marks with Waddle when he was coming out uh, because people have been hurt by speed. But guys that are fast doesn't mean they can't do anything else. And, and Jameson Williams is a complete wide receiver. Um, it, he had a wide receiver one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Um, yeah, I think, I think his talent's in question. I didn't have him at the, at the end of the process. I didn't have him wide receiver uh, one overall. Like, I was taking him wide receiver one. I just – I thought he was definitely, and I still think he's the most talented player in the class. Um, just like I think Dalton Kincaid's the most talented receiver in this class. So we we agree on that one. I, I had Wilson at one, 
pre-draft, post-draft, everything. And I love I mean, I got him at 108, 109. Yeah. Multiple, oh, my God, I was so happy that everybody else didn't like him. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how these guys shake out because there's yep. still time and it's still so early on these guys. It's still so yeah. early. Is Addison close? Could Addison be better than JSN? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course right. he could be. Good. Yeah. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Well, what about Drake London? Could he be in that category? Yeah. Well, you know how we've already discussed Ritter today, so not not for me for production. No. Well, we're talking we're talking long term here. We're just talking about and and that's the thing is like any of these guys could be elite players, right? And we've seen elite players play with really bad quarterbacks and still find elite production. You know, we've seen DeAndre Hopkins do it his entire career. Um, So I mean, it's. Sean Watkins? No, before before that, when Osweiler he had like, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. What, Savage and Tom yeah. Savage, yeah, and he was producing with all those guys. So I mean, it's it's just about, and I'm not saying every player can do that. I'm saying it's possible for these guys. Like that is in their range of outcomes. Drake London could be a very elite wide receiver. Could also just not really be much. Um, but I mean, he, his talent level is up there. So we'll just have to see. Anybody else that's close in this in this conversation? Mm, I mean, I mean if you named all the others, you might as well name Burks. I'm not Burks. that high on him, but I mean, he's in the same discussion. Yeah. Expand honestly. I think Hopkins helps Burks. <clears throat> Burks has definitely the talent level and some of the traits needed to be an alpha. So, I mean, that, it could happen in a couple years, especially if he learns from D Hop. I don't know what that situation is going to be like in the locker room, but if they become friends and he learns, you know, it, how, how to use his body the way D hop does, he's never going to have the hands, but yeah, I, I could see Burks turning into a, an alpha in some universe. You know, there's not, it's, it's definitely a better percent chance than, you know, than uh, uh, Quentin Johnston, I'd say. Um, they actually they had they had some of the same rawness coming out. Um, we'll have to see if Quentin Johnson actually can learn in the NFL. He's oh, got to learn. I have another one, Jahan Dotson. Jahan yes. Dotson. Yep, sir. That boy can play. Yeah, yeah. He, he is a good NFL receiver. You know, it's funny. Like, I feel a lot of the argument against Dotson is touchdown regression he was he was mostly touchdown based his point his point production last year and then in his first preseason game he comes right out and scores a touchdown <laughs> i think that's just who he is he's just a really talented player and he makes plays downfield and he's going to get into the end zone probably not at the rate that he did last year but it's part of his game yeah he's, he's just good plain and simple yeah he's just a very good receiver yeah, I, it it annoys me because my father is a Penn State guy, so he never shuts up about Jahan Dotson being better than Devontae Smith, even though he's also an Eagles fan. <laughs> really annoys me. <laughs> I can't go that far, but uh, Dotson's really good. Uh, I would um, would love to see one of the quarterbacks work out for them, so we could see kind of not a ceiling, but at least see how good he can be. Right on, Chad. Anything to add about Dotson? No, I really, you know, I really like Dotson. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's a really good player. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that quarterback as well. So, I think it's gonna depend a lot on, um, you know, Terry McLaurin and uh, and Dotson being able to find their roles in that offense and, and being able to produce. I think I think that's a long shot at the moment, but Dotson is a guy that I'm definitely looking forward to uh, dropping in value a little bit at the beginning of the season, hopefully. And, um, you know, be able to get more shares. So, Who do you have more faith in? I'm about to switch gears, if that's fine. Sure. Anything else? Okay. Of the three quarterbacks, I kind of bunched these together all offseason. Um, Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Which three do you – or which of the three do you trust the most? And which one oh. scares you the most? Love. Or we can say Dynasty and NFL production because they may be different answers. Love for both, uh, both of them for me. Uh, love, I think, is is uh, has the best shot out of the bunch. Um, I think a lot of that is environmental factors. I think you know some of that is also, uh, 
you know, talent. I think he's just on a different level um, with arm talent than both those guys. So that gives him another notch. And the fact that he's been able to sit behind, um, you know, Rodgers and, you know, no pressure, just learn your craft. I think that's going to help him. He already knows the offense better than those other two guys know their offenses. Um, so he's just in a better overall situation. And I think he's probably a better player than both of them. And then uh, for me, second is Ritter. And then uh, Sam Howell is last for me. Although I do like Sam Howell. I think I think it was kind of criminal that he went in the, what, fifth round or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I do want to point out, Chad, that at one point you were extremely high on Desmond Ritter. And I think you had him as like your QB1 in that class. No, never had him as QB1. You were very high on him. Very high, and I'm still very high on Ritter. I think he could be. A, I think he could be a good quarterback. Um, I just, uh, I just, I just know that you know, with Love having all of the, um, just having all the pros in his column there with with you know, he he just has so much going for him right now. I mean, he knows everything about that offense. He's been there so long. Like, if this doesn't work out for him, it just means he's a bad player. <laughs> True. Very, so, very I mean, I'm willing to bet on that first, I think. Okay, that's fair. Howell, to me, has a puncher's chance because I think the enemy is, is bringing a new culture and is holding guys accountable, very, very intense. I mean, that, those are the reports, right, that he's too intense and that they're complaining to the head coach about him. That's not a bad thing to me. So, um, hard coaching, if you can take it, is always a good thing for a player. So he's got, he's like I said, puncher's chance to be. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, I don't want to say like me ranking how third doesn't mean that I like, I think he can't, there's no chance in him working out there. I just think, uh, you know, it's going to be tougher for him. Yeah. Rivera scares me there because he's going to be coaching for his job. And I yeah. don't think he's going to give Hal a fair shot. I think if he struggles a game or two, he's going to go with the safe option in Brissett. And it's gonna stunt how. That's my biggest scare for how. Because honestly, I like how better than Ritter in real life and fantasy. Um, but it, it uh, the situation in Washington scares me because I don't think Rivera is long in the tooth for his I mean, job there. There's very little he can do to save his job, most likely. Well, being bringing the enemy was as good an option as possible. I, I agree. They don't have enough talent though to. Like, he needs to make the playoffs to save his job, probably. It's a hard division to do that, and I hate yes. to give y'all a little boast there, but it's a hard division for them to make the playoffs in. It is. I, I think they're clearly um, the least talented team in the division. So, yeah. um, Although, Dallas might be the worst coached team in the division, and that counts for a lot as well. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. This is a fun episode. Did we? I, I think we. what we learned today is – who the very best of the draft class is. And then really, we don't know who goes after that. We're going <laughs> to, we got to watch. And, you know, obviously our eyeballs are going to be pinned to this and I'll be watching the all 22 and bring whatever film uh, grades I can and, you know, whatever I can um, add to this, at, you know, rather than just the numbers, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, do we have anything else? No. Um, I Real quick, I would say you brought up Jordan Love in this situation, and I agree with, but we didn't say a word about Christian Watson in this discussion for receiver. Yeah. And uh, I know, Jesse, you don't like him, but uh, if we're going to talk about all the other receivers in the draft class sure. and Jordan Love's going to be you know, reviewing him as the, that top option, then he needs to be discussed. Um, he's, got, he's definitely got the athletic ability – to be a you know an alpha one, but still very very raw, and he's got a lot lot of uh, progress to make. I yeah. I just never bet on players making that progress when when they're that raw. The Quentin Johnston, Christian Watson types, they're always the the kind that I it, you you need to prove it to me. Yeah, I'm not a Watson guy either, but I feel like he needed to be discussed after what we just said. Right on. And I think, because I think sure. in Dynasty, he's above uh, Dotson, Burks, Jamison, um, and probably even a couple others we named. A lot, of, a lot of people love Christian Watson. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, taking advantage of that across the board. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. I mean, but there's, he's definitely got a, he's got a chance, you know, I don't, for sure. I don't want to say that, that, that he's a bad player. He's not a bad player. He just has a lot, lot of growing to do. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me and thank you all for listening. We're going to be back next week. Y'all are going to be back next week. I am going to be in Tennessee taking the kid to Knoxville. Um, so good luck next week. We get to have a party without dad here, Chad. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but thank you. Y'all can find us um, every Monday on the DWZ feed. If you can't, you'll find us on Tuesday like last week. But if you subscribe to the feed, you always get us. Please give us a five-star review if you liked what we did today. And uh, otherwise, we're out. Peter. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.